Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. All right, I said I was going to get this done. Well, I've been talking about it for a while. But finally, we've got two guys that don't drink. Uh, joining me in the Moon Lounge. By the way, Tyson, I didn't get a chance to ask you about this. Jess de- decorated this, like this little atmosphere. It's, it's a work in progress. Right. But what do you think of the, the feel? I, I like the feel. <laughs> I, I love the, the built-ins. And uh, I was just admiring the, the movies that were over there. The 80s? Yeah. Everything's based on the 80s. I used to have a set of those world books. Um, the encyclopedias? The encyclopedias, yeah. Before we had Google. Yeah, I think, yeah. That, I think that we were missing the, uh, like, there's T, because there were so many under T. Right. Um, they were <laughs> s- separated into two volumes, and I feel like uh, we didn't have the second T volume. Right. So... <laughs> I only right. knew about things uh, from Tanzania <laughs> to uh, Temecula, nothing beyond that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so she, she's kind of she calls it the Moon Lounge because it's kind of got this vibe, including the stuff behind me. I think Eagles, Elton John, the chandelier is the chandelier is gorgeous. The, when we bought the house, there was a, a contractor that was going to do renovations on this main floor that wanted to get rid of that, and then Jess looked up. It's original from the '59 construction, and she looked up. Good thing we didn't, right? Yeah. Cause it, it's it's one of those kind of like pieces that people pay big bucks for. Sure, if they find them online now, so yeah. she likes it. Yeah, it's very. I mean, it definitely fits fits the mood of everything. It's the moon like lounge. It. it is. She likes mid century modern, and she's kind of uh, she's kind of worked on that. So yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, it's a good place <laughs> to sit down and have a conversation. Just I'd, have a conversation. Yeah, I love it, and that's what we're gonna do because. To set the stage, neither you or I, we don't drink anymore. But let's go back 10 years. When I was doing a morning radio show on country radio, you were managing a bar. Yep. And uh, we did a lot of collaborative things that involved a lot of alcohol. Absolutely. Right? And if you're not familiar with uh, how these events unfold, everything is based around booze. Um, I would say that... My mindset used to be uh, the best ideas came over a cocktail. Right, right. You know? um, we're not gonna we're not gonna step forward with anything until we've had at least one. And right, and that's when you know we think that the the ideas are gonna flow better, and we're going to uh, you know we're gonna solve all the world's problems. Right, that's uh, exactly it. Yeah, it, you, it's uh, it's difficult for people to understand what it's like to remove alcohol from your life until you've actually done it. And it's not a dry January thing. Right. And it doesn't happen in 60 or 90 days even. You'll hear a lot of people talk about that 100-day mark, but I would tell people, go a year. Go one year and then see how you feel. And And one word that came to me was awake. Yeah. Right? mentally awake um for me i would say my first big um my first big milestone was i want to say even three months um it's like that 90 day mark right? right yeah 
Um, I I didn't think before I stopped drinking, I didn't think it was possible. Um, I hear that a lot. I do. Yeah. um, With how surrounded by um, alcohol I was, it was just I would see other people um, start their start their sobriety journey or, you know, they would make it to a year, two years, whatever the case may be. And I just looked at that and I said, well, that's impossible. Right. I don't, I don't know how I could do that. I don't know how I could make three months. Right. Um, you know, with my, with my drinking, um, I had made it a few months, a couple times, um, and never really was that serious about it. Um, so once I knew at three months, you know, this time around, um, it just felt different. And I would say that that's kind of probably that awake feeling that you're talking about. Um, it was, it was a different feeling knowing that I was really putting forth a real effort into this as opposed to, um, either doing it to, um, you know, appease somebody um, to make myself feel better, uh, you know, personally about myself. Um, this was just more, I need to do this because I need to change my life. What was there any moment? Because some people say there's a moment because honestly, for me, there wasn't a particular moment. I just saw a lot of guys doing it. Sure. And I looked at what it was in my, how much it consumed a a good chunk of my life. And I looked at myself in the mirror, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot and I'm going to see yeah. if I can do this. Um, for me, it was, a, it was, a, it was one mistake um, that I made, um, which basically tumbled a lot of dominoes. Sure. Um, you know, I hadn't been necessarily the best person um, employee, husband, friend, manager, um, while I was drinking and that all came to a head in, you know, one event. And basically I saw my entire kind of life crumbling, um, around me. And I knew that if there wasn't a plan, um, if there wasn't any change that was going to happen, that I was going to lose everything. Right. Um, I lost a lot, um, but I came up with a plan. There was a person that I had talked to previously um, from a different alcohol-related incident that I had. Um, I, I like to call that sip, sip, zoom, zoom. Um, right. You know? <laughs> sure. So I had, uh, I had somebody that I had met uh, through... Um, you know, a DWI, that's what I had. Right. Just be, be open about it. Um, and, um, this person was somebody who I connected with, um, through, you know, about chemical dependency and, uh, you know, she was teaching some classes and I had a connection with her, but at that point in time, I wasn't ready to take it seriously, even though now I look back and, uh, I call these things. Oh, that's a little red flag. Like the DWI. Yeah. That should have been a red flag. Sure. Um, you know, maybe we should take a look at uh, at how much you want to, uh, you know, keep drinking if it's going to be affecting you like this. But I, I couldn't do it. I wasn't ready. 
Um, so then with this last incident um, that had happened, um, I called her up and said, I need to make a change and I need to do it now. And if I don't, um, I'm going to lose everything. And um, I, I, I don't want to do that. And so started talking with her um, and then just basically went forward. Um, I have a, another really close friend who has, I want to say, two years more um, of sobriety um, than I do. And he's, I mean, he's basically my best friend. How long have you been sober now? Um, I've been sober since June 24th of 2021. So this June will be two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my friend, uh, Tony was a, a great, um, resource and I had reached out to him too, you know, after the D-dub, after, yeah. after a couple of these other incidents that had happened. Um, and you know, again, I didn't, I didn't have, uh, the seriousness. I didn't have the, um, I wasn't willing to make the commitment, I wanted to keep drinking. Sure. I liked drinking. Um, I liked hanging out. It was the only way that I thought that I could socialize. Yeah, because We hear that a lot. Because up until that point, it was the only way that I had socialized. Yes. Um, you know, working at a bar surrounded by, you know, in a college town, surrounded by college kids. It was uh, a way to keep me, keep me youthful. So I was a 36, 37-year-old uh, college kid. Um, you know, again, that should probably be right. a red flag. Sure. People at 36, 37 usually have, uh, have jobs and careers that, uh, you know, they don't drink at three to four nights, um, a week yeah. in excess. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the one, um, the one moment where I knew I needed to make a change and just fully immersed myself in it. Um, I usually am a, if you're going to get wet, let's go swimming type person. Yeah. Um, and so once I made the commitment to, to, you know, to sobriety, then that was, that was it. I was full go, um, attended meetings, um, went to AA. Uh, did, was, do you, did, do you consider that a, a part of your success? I do. Okay. Yep. And so, Throughout um, AA, you know, it's called working your program. And sobriety has many different shapes, forms. Um, AA worked for me. Right. Um, but it's not something that I think everybody has to do. I agree with you, yeah. Um, but for me, it was being surrounded by like-minded people. Sure. And understanding that there's a community of us out there Um it really opened my eyes more so to the fact that this affects business professionals. This affects kids. Um, there was a person that I had met um, at one of the um, open forum meetings. And I want to say she was 18. You know, and I, at first, I looked back on her and I thought to myself, 18, like you're missing the best years of your life partying. Right. And then I thought to myself, well, Tyson, if you would have stopped drinking when you were 18, you'd have had a probably a lot, lot better. Your life would look different. Life, yeah. you know, yeah. um, 
you, you wouldn't have gotten in, you know, the laundry list of troublesome things that, right. uh, that I ultimately ended up doing. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of opened my eyes to, like I said, the fact that this affects more than just people, you know, that, uh, your stereotypical quote unquote alcoholic. Sure. Um, like I said, business professionals, uh, there, there's so many different people out there. Um, uh, there is a lot of what they call high functioning. Yes. Yes. People that drink in excess. Yes. Right. Uh, there's people out there that you, you would never imagine. And then all of a sudden they, you know, die of liver cirrhosis or sure. alcohol poisoning. Or, Heart stops. Right. Yeah. Um, and now to find out on the other side, there's so many people that are on this sober path and on this journey and they have, you know, multiple reasons of um, why they stopped. You know what? You're a great example. It's your generation. You're a millennial. Yeah. You, it's your generation that came up with the sober curious movement. It yeah. is. It, it, well, I remember it happening. It was right around 2018 and again, doing what I do, I, I follow all of these trends and stuff and hear from the guys that, that they were talking about. They said, this is going to be a thing. Right. Watch this. Right. And it sure enough, it took off. And it was, I think what you were talking about, a lot of people don't need necessarily one moment. Right. That's, it's just a culmination of a lot of things. And then they start to, they get curious as to what their life would look like without it. Yeah, I would say that that's uh, that's accurate with uh, with some of the people that I've met. Um, you know, it's not necessarily you know a situation like mine, like sure. you said, you right. know, where uh, somebody had something negative happen. Um, you know, and you're you're a good example of that. But of, but honestly, it was your generation <clears throat> is a bit is what inspired me. Sure, and a lot of guys my age. I'm a Gen Xer. To take also that same look right. and be like, you know what, I, I, like you, I found so many guys and, and women that are just like, it doesn't matter how you get there because some are in deeper than others. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But you can't realize, you don't realize what, how bad it is until you're where you and I are now and you step back away from it and you get a clear picture every single day of yes. what it looks like. And then, and the people that are still there can't see it. Right. It's like, it's, I equate it to being in a really dark room, like a bar at night. And you can totally relate to this. Yeah, oh yeah. You and I, with what we did for years, but you, everything looks great and you feel comfortable in that dark room. Yeah. And then when somebody turns the lights on, you don't want to be there anymore. And you want to go find another dark room to hang out in. Yeah. Being sober is embracing the light. Right. Right. And because you see things for what they are. You don't want to hide anything anymore. That is a, that's a really great analogy, actually. Um, and that's actually, I can, I can say that I, I literally lived that. Right. Um, you know, I would be at the bar. Uh, the bar would close, and I would say, where are we going after this? And um, as soon as the light would hit, I mean, there's many nights of, of partying, uh, you know, till all hours, till the sun comes up. Um, probably one of my one of my guiltiest feelings uh moments that I've had was passing my wife when she was walking out the door to work and I was coming home after 
you know, a long night. You're right. Um, so I literally lived that, never embraced the light, go back to bed and sleep until, uh, you know, later in the afternoon and then go back and do it all again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was, it was definitely, uh, uh, you know, like you said about s- stepping back, that's now where I look at and I, I throw those little red flags all around. Um, this, this should have been a red flag that, that should have been a red flag walking past my wife when she's on her way to right. work and I'm, and it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, you know, that should have been a red flag. Um, so being able to step back from that, like you were saying, um, definitely is, is something, it's probably the biggest perspective that I've gained, um, from, from being sober. Right. It's, it's funny how you bring it up. We do have, even though we took a little bit different paths than we were at different points, I can completely relate to what you were talking about. Like, going all in because it was just 2021 for me as well, December. And my wife was like, you know what? Cause she would all on previous years would do the dry January sure. and things like that. And she had said, you know what? I'm going to give it, I, I think I'm going to try just giving it up completely. Yeah. And my first reaction was like, man, you're crazy. What yeah. are we you know, <laughs> what are right. we going to do? And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do dry January with you this year. And then she kept it going. And I was like, you know what? to show support. Right. Right. And again, she never really had this defining moment. She just wanted to try life without it. But the further I got and I went through February and then March and I was like, and I said, when we go to Vegas in, in late May for my birthday, I'm going to have a few drinks because I got tickets to the Doobie brothers 50th anniversary tour and all of these things. And I got to Vegas and I knew I was done drinking when I got there. And I went to that show and I was like, I don't, I don't want to drink. Right. I didn't want one. Right. I just, I don't, I mean, I was like, I felt I was at that point about five months in and I was like, you know what? I don't think so. Right. And by the, when you crest that hump, then you know, you're on your way because the further I get away now, I'm like, man, how much of my life did I waste? Um, right. Concerts. Concerts. A good one. Oh God. Um, you know, there was. There was never a concert that we went to um, sober, right? Um, oh, myself included. Yeah, know. and the I just I remember there was there was a concert that we went to in the cities one time, uh, and it was one of those situations where I woke up the next day and I didn't remember the concert. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's like. What did I, I mean, what did we do that? What we, what did we come up here right. for? You know, like <laughs> I, I love that because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I always tell people this if you can't go to a concert and not drink, you yeah. really don't like the music. Right. Yeah. That's not why you're there. <laughs> right. You're there to drink. Right. Like it's We Fast, right. you know, up in, you know, up in Detroit Lakes area. I'm like, people go there to get plowed for four days. Right. They don't care about the music. Right. It's about the environment and, uh, you know, having, having that social aspect of it. Um, and you know, that was the difference really for me was, um, again, something that I can look back on is understanding that like, there were, there were people that I've gone to these concerts with and they drink and they have a good time, Sure, but they remember the concert right. where for me it was again, that all or nothing, um, that all or nothing type uh, mindset. So I was never going to, I wasn't going to have one drink to just have one drink. I wasn't going to be a social drinker. If I'm drinking, I'm getting drunk. Yes. I don't need to have, I like, I barely ever drank a beer 
with dinner. Right. Because what's the point? I agree 100%. And don't eat after you've been drinking because you'll kill your buzz. I mean, I used to have a... I used to have a whole like lineup of how I could drink, what I could drink. Right. Uh, I know. know. No shots before midnight because uh, if I have shots before midnight, then, you know, things are going downhill in a hurry. Yeah. Blackout before (laughs) before I get to two. Like if I can make it till two, then I can black, you know, and just again, I look back and it's like, what the (laughs) right? You know, what the hell were you thinking? Right. Like just people, adults don't do this. I know. You know, and so that was. That was the biggest thing to me was just understanding, um, you know, it's just not for me at this point. I, I can't do it responsibly. I can't do it. What's since you have stopped now, what is the biggest improvement you see in your life? Um, I would say the biggest thing that I've been able to accomplish is understanding emotions. Sure. Um, yeah. Which might sound... I don't know, maybe a little, a little weird, but uh, I'm an emotional guy. Normally, I'm a very empathetic person. Sure, um, you know, I can cry at a TV commercial. I think I've done it before, right? Um, but it's about understanding more so the anger and the frustration and uh, those those other negative emotions that I could just never work through without drinking that's i think there's so many people that have to understand that whether they want to admit it or not there's some stuff they need to unpack right because if if you're drinking that much there's 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 an underlying issue right right that you haven't just you haven't been able to come to grips with at at this point in your life yep 100 uh my wife asked me one time I want to say it was probably about a year before I stopped drinking. And she asked me just flat out, she goes, why do you drink so much? Um, And I just said, I do it to forget because I I was always the person who had to solve the problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, when I either, when I couldn't solve a problem or when, you know, that taxed me so much, so hard, is like I got a. This is my release. Is a bottle of Jack, a couple, a couple, couple bottles of, of Coors Light, um, you know, a couple of vodka Red Bulls, and I'll fall asleep and wake up in the morning, and that's tomorrow Tyson's problem. Right. Um, but that was my way to just blank it out. I mean, right. literally, when I would, you know, black out those those moments. Um, that's what I was doing. I was, right. I was trying to, to forget and to not have to, not have to deal with it, but knowing that I, I mean, I still had to deal with it, Sure, you know, but, right. uh, that was my way for in the moment to forget. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy. And I, I hear this a lot from, from, you know, we'll get into the excuses here in a second, but when I hear, an immediate red flag to me now, because I, I mean, like I talk about the light being on and, and looking at things from that 10,000 foot view beneath yes. and you really see it all. This, well, I have a, I'm fine with alcohol and I do all right. Yeah. And I, I, I always tell them this, because there are people who do have a yes, healthy relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. There are people who have a healthy relationship, but I would tell them this because you're, there's so many people that are lying to themselves. Yeah. 
if you literally, when you through the, go go thirty days, don't change your life and document every single alcoholic beverage you have, because yeah. <laughs> most times people will be like, "Oh, I went out last night. I only had about four or five beers." Have you seen that show where they follow those people around? No. Then it get they get up the following day and they were like, "What'd you drink last night?" Oh, I did have a few. I had like five or six beers. No, you had 14 and seven shots, oh, yeah. you know, and it's just like that's and they're like, no, I didn't. And they're like, let's roll the tape back. Sure. And th- that's where it gets. Right. And you don't even know that you're there. What what show is that? I would I, love. To I'd, watch I'd, that. I'd have to. I, I was on one. It was I think a streaming service, one sure. of our streaming services. But I was like, that is a real thing. Yes. Because oh, I've, I've been there and I know that. And you know what really drives me nuts, too, is. All of my years in radio, almost three decades of doing it, you know, starting up at in, in the Twin Cities and um, when I found a home in Mankato here, the the all the, I mean, because of the nature of the business, all of the drugs, because that sure. was a, that was a big part, especially when I got in in the '90s and in the 2000s as well. It was really prevalent. The bands would come in and all of these. It was drugs, a lot of drugs. Sure. The most destructive and dangerous drug. I watched guys in my business and the entertainment industry in general, far and away, the most destructive drug was alcohol. Yeah. It just destroyed everything. And I'm talking, it was, it was worse than cocaine. I mean, all of the, the psychedelic drugs and yeah. everything else. Heroin didn't matter because alcohol was not only legal, but it was glamorized and promoted. Right. Right. And so it was fine. Oh, everybody does it. It's the one that's not going to hurt you. Right. That's insane. That tells you about the lobbying power. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's insane. It's when people in America laugh at countries like Saudi Arabia. Oh, they can't drink. Maybe they figured something out that we haven't. Right. Right. I mean, it's just to me, it's just bonkers. It is just to watch guys. I watched guys lose their families, their jobs, their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They went home. Absolutely. A lot Absolutely. of them in their 50s and 60s went home, sat in their their lazy boys and their hearts stopped because yep. they drank all the time. Yeah, it's. Uh, um, I can't think of a saying and I'll, it'll come back to me, but uh, basically you're willing to give up everything for one thing instead of giving up one thing and getting everything. Right. You know, that's that's a great analogy. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. And. For me, that's uh, that's the way that it had to be, and now, you know, I used to have I used to have those those same thoughts when I was first into uh, into my sobriety. Um, I used to think same thing as you, you know, if you're going to Vegas, yeah. Like, well, I mean, a couple cocktails won't hurt, right? sure. You know, um, and and, I, and you're walking down the strip at 9 a.m. with the first one, right? Oh, that's Vegas. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I know I love Vegas, yeah. and I know that how that it can be that way, right? And uh, you know, I had asked my my friend that that uh, that is sober. Um, I asked him. I said, you know, have you gone on vacation since you've been sober? And he's like, of course. I said, how did you do it? And he goes, well, what do you mean? And I said, I don't know if I can go on vacation and not like that's the mark of again. You know, it's like that's a, a big moment. It's a camera. It's a camera snap. Real. Yep. Uh, okay, vacation starts now. You know. Um, this is the moment is when you're at the airport and you get your first cocktail and you're just about to get on the plane. And, uh, that that's the official start of vacation. That's how I did it too. Right. And so now it's like, how how am I going to go on vacation? I I just don't know if I can do it. And that was, you know, I would say the first probably three, three to six months. 
Um, and now, you know, I've been on vacation and, uh, we just got back from Florida and it was glorious. It's wonderful, isn't it? Not waking up every day (laughs) with a, with a hangover and, uh, you know, trying to think of, you know, every time we went on vacation, where's the bar? How far away is the bar? Yeah. Is it how far, how much of an Uber ride is it? Yeah. You know, it's, you're trying to figure out all of these things and it's like, how about we get a good night's sleep and I got to see the sun come up three times right. in Florida over the ocean. And <laughs> right. that was, I mean, almost priceless to right. me, you know, like that was why you go on vacation. That's like, yeah, to me now, the thing that I, I think I will most look forward to um, in, in a beach setting is being able to experience that. It was right. awesome. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's when you bring that up, it's a great example because last May, was our and I, Jess and I, we like a lot of cities. I, I think Nashville, Denver, Las Vegas is one of our favorites as sure. well. But Vegas is personally my favorite city be, yeah. because there's so much to do. Yeah. Right? It's not about the gambling. I don't even gamble. I, but the the entertainment and the food and everything else is just there. But this last time we went in May was the first time I went where I didn't have a drink yeah. and I went out to the Valley of Fire. We we went. I went hiking all day. I went to. The uh, art district up on that north end, you know, and I was all of these things that I did went to two shows, went and remembered all the great food, the food. You remember all of it. Right. Right. And then I was like, and when we got back, because Jess was a little worried as well. She was like, I don't know how you're going to handle this, because when I would go to Vegas, it was 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All gas, no brakes. Exactly. (laughs) And when we got back, I was like. That may have been my favorite trip ever. Awesome. Yeah. And I couldn't, and I was, and I was like, you know what? Now I know. Right. And now I, I think, you know, going on, you know, a year and a half removed from any alcohol in my life, I'm like, I look forward to going all kinds of different places. Yeah. Cause it'll be a different experience. Right. Everything. I will tell people this. If you stop drinking everything in your life for one year is going to be a first all over again. It is. All the holidays, all the get-togethers, and you're going to be approaching all these different things as a first all over again. Yes. You just rediscover all of it. Yeah. So uh, this this most recent vacation in Florida, um, it reminded me of a trip that I took. Um, it would have been in May of 2021. Um, so it was that it was, you know, right before I stopped. Um, and big group of friends, we met up in Arizona and we were planning, the guys were planning on golfing. Um, and my one buddy, uh, took care of making the tea times and he said, all right, first tea time, uh, you know, on, on Thursday is at seven o'clock and I text him right away and I said, was there nothing earlier available? It's like seven o'clock. I don't want to like, you know, in, in yeah. my brain, I don't want to cut my night drinking short right? so that I have to wake up and go golfing. Yeah. So I didn't. Um, <laughs> right. I just stayed up and drank till two or three o'clock in the morning, really struggled to get out of bed, you know, and it's like a 20 minute drive to the golf course. So it's not, I wake up at seven and I'm on the course. It's, yeah. I got to wake up at six and, you know, I got to struggle to, you know, brush my teeth and figure out where my golf clubs are and, and do all this stuff. And I golfed, uh, we golfed twice on that trip. And I remember maybe like six holes of 36 that we Oh, have. man. Right. Um, and now when we went to Florida, I golfed three times, and I remember the whole thing. 
And it was great. Yeah, those beautiful courses yeah. and enjoying yeah. the, just the air, everything. I know. And just being able to appreciate it. And again, I look back at that Arizona trip, like I know I had fun. You know, I was, I was, uh, even though I was drunk, I know that it was a good time for me at the, you know, at the time. Um, but I don't remember any of it. I know. You know, and then the next thing that I remember after, after golf, <laughs> after golfing, um, we went to, the grocery store and um me and another chef buddy of mine um we literally just split up and said just grab a bunch of stuff and we sent the other guys to go get more booze and we put together a meal and i am not shitting you <laughs> as soon as we got done uh one friend ate some i want to say it was brussels sprouts or potatoes and he looks at me and he goes, holy shit. It's like, those are awesome. What did you put in them? What did, how'd you make them? And I looked at them and I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. a little of this, a little of that. You right. know? And it's like, that again, that's a little red flag. Right. Like maybe maybe you should like remember cooking, right. uh, you know, like between me and my buddy, I mean, six course meal. Right, right. You know, and we just looked at each other at the end of it and we were like, Nice job. Right. Yeah. You know, we crushed it, which we did. <laughs> right, right. You know, and uh, one of the things that I will say, too, is, like, I don't I don't regret, um, you know, the things that happened when I was drunk. Um, it's it's molded me into to who I am now. Absolutely. And has taught me a lot. You cannot uh, hope for a better past. Right. You can't. And I had fun. I sure. mean, I did. I'm not going to ever discount that. And, uh, you know, to the people that are, that are, you know, debating about getting into the sober curious movement, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to regret everything that you're doing. Right. Um, it's just about changing who you want to be moving forward. Let me ask you this. And this is, I get this a lot from guys who, again, for some reason, and you and I have talked about this, but this is a difficult conversation for men to have sure, because they don't like to talk about it. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's a machismo thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I, 100%. I don't know what is going on with guys, but I, because of the nature of what I've done for a living for 30 years, I will literally talk about anything, but here's a question I get a lot now that you, you're not into that environment anymore. What does a typical night of entertainment, what, what do you do with your free time? Um, my free time now recently, I would say even into the last nine-ish months, um, has really like dived hard into golf. Um, that is where like like getting into the game and getting better at it. Yes. Not not going out and drinking all yes. day. Yeah. Yes. Right. So that was actually another thing too that I didn't think you know, I didn't know how that was gonna look because I've never Golf um, sober. I, I don't think I ever had swung a club <laughs> right. without a beer at the cart. Right. You know, um, and when I had talked to my, uh, you know, friend, counselor, whatever um, we want to call her, when I had talked with her, I said, I had a really great round when I golfed for the first time after being sober. She goes, does that surprise you? And I said, well, it does because I just suck at golf. <laughs> All right. But it was like nice to like know about it and appreciate it. Right. And, uh, you know, but yeah, that's, that's really where, uh, you know, I'd always been into golf, uh, but never had taken any, any sort of steps or, um, anything into trying to get better. And, 
this year, um, I really, really kind of dove off a cliff, if you will, um, into my, my time and, uh, extra money, even though there's not a whole lot of that, uh, just, it all goes basically to golf. Stuff. That's awesome though, yeah. right? You found something to embrace yes. and get better at a passion. Right. And I also know this because you and I share the same trainer. You yeah. can go into the gym and health, yeah. health and fitness has yes. been a big part of your life. Yes. Uh, definitely, uh, working out with Brett has been, has been good and just kind of creating a, a routine, um, and getting into that same routine of showing up at the gym, waking up, you know, in the early mornings and, you know, again, something I didn't think that was ever possible, uh, when, when I had the, the bottle to my lips. Um, but yeah, working out, um, I would say now <laughs> there's things that I, there's movements that I do with, with, uh, with Brett when I'm working out where I try to like, how can I work this into a golf movement? Right. Right. You know, right. Uh, so it all comes, it seems to all come back to that. And that's just like how my mind has been, uh, recently, but yeah, it's just all of it being active. You got to find say, things, right? I would say is kind of the biggest thing, um, for me is just getting out and, and doing things. Um, you know, it, when it, we went to Florida, getting yeah. out, walking on the beach, Yeah, you know, you know, and I, I, I tell guys this all the time. Don't expect a rose garden overnight, right? You know, and I've met a lot of people, you know, going back to what I did for all those years, but I met a lot of famous people. One of the, a guy I got to know really well, multiple times I got to sit and chat with him was, uh, I would, I would even consider him a friend. And it was a guitarist for a band from the 80s and 90s, Poison, Sure, C.C. DeVille. And he, had, we had, he and I had had some in-depth conversations about this. And uh, he had struggled uh, with chemical dependency and, and alcohol even yeah. for a long time. And he told me that one of the things that he embraced was a cactus garden. And I'm like, what the hell? What? I mean, I just can't see that. And he goes, well, it was something my therapist suggested because of how slow they grow and how I would have to take care of them. And it would be a long time before I would see really the results. Sure. And that taught him patience. And he said, that's what it's like when you really get a hold of yourself and you start to sober up. He goes, it may not, it, you're not going to notice anything right away. It's right. like going to the gym. You and I go in there and we bust our ass at the gym, go home, look in the mirror. You don't look any different. Right. Yeah. But take, take about a six month, you know, gap in there or even a year down the road and then look at yourself. And then that's, that's the progress you make with patience and, and, and effort. Yep. Right. Yep, that's uh, that's funny actually that you say uh, that that rose garden. Um, there's, you know, uh, in one of my meetings, one of the things that I had said when I hit a year was said I've hit a year, so where's my parade? Right. You know, right. I, I I said I I expected when I first started. I had this. We Jess and I just had this conversation a a, a couple of months ago because right. you when you pass that one year mark. It's now what? Right. Right? Yeah. Just yeah. like you said, after the after the year, you have everything's, everything's first. Well, now we're working on seconds. Yep. Yep. And um, like I said, I, I thought that uh, when I first started, everything was going to be fixed. Everything right. was going to be great. And right. I would have no problems. Um, you know, we were in the middle of starting a new restaurant. And the first time that I had... Uh, you know, a really, really super stressful day. Um, 
I was like, well, this isn't supposed to happen. Right. You know, because right. I'm sober now. Like that was just kind of how my, how my brain had worked. And I was only, you know, six months in at that point. Um, but it's like, no, that, that doesn't happen. No, it, it's constant work. Um, it's not, uh, a case of, you know, I picked up a, a barbell one time and, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go try out for the Arnold's, <laughs> right. uh, the Mr. Olympia, Mr. Olympia. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it's work and it's hard work and it's dedication and it's not, uh, it's not going to be easy all the time. Right. Um, I think figuring that out and then understanding, uh, that you do have to find different outlets, um, the gym or cactus gardening right. or golf, you know, um, you got to find something that you can, you can do that takes your mind off of, you know, for me, for not drinking. Right. Um, I can do, I can do some of these things. I love, you know, when I'm, whenever I'm cooking, um, it's the same sort of thing. My brain is just focused on that. Right. Um, what, what's the saying? Idle hands makes, uh. Devil, something yeah. yeah i know what you're saying you know yeah. but basically right. just keeping yourself busy um getting out there doing things getting yourself into other different habits um are what are what kind of you know keeps you going and that i've come to realize is now that is my parade yeah is every day i can have a mini parade that uh that i don't have to worry about uh you know i don't have to worry about the bullshit that happened last right. night Right. Yeah. And I, and I also, you know, one of the, the things that people will face is you will realize that a lot of the relationships that you have had in the past have been based around alcohol and some of those are going to go away. Yes. And that's just the facts, yep. you know, and that's, you thought these, those were your best friends, but, and it is what the friend, the, the, the bond was the alcohol, Right. right? So, you know, and that's sad because I, I know how hard it is at, from a distance to watch them continue to go down that road. And it is, it can be heartbreaking. It really right. is. But because you don't want to get on too much of a soapbox because I can tell you when people are in that type of addiction, even in denial, like people that are functioning right. drinkers, and when they're in that kind of denial, you're just going to drive them further away. Yep. It, it has to be a decision that they want to make. And hopefully you can serve as enough of a testimony to yes. where, what, where, where they can go if they decide to give it a shot. One of the things that uh, my friend told me was, you know, there was somebody that I was, I was concerned with about uh, their use. And so I had talked with her and I said, you know, I, I really want to say something. I, I, I just feel like I need to. Uh, say something again, because I had already mentioned something, you know, kind of in passing and like, Hey, I'm just, I'm here if you need me. Uh, you know, just let me know you got my phone number. Um, and so I had talked with her again and I said, I really want to like push this home and like tell this guy, like you need help. And she looked at me and she said, would you have listened? And I, you know, kind of thought about that for a second and I go, yeah, probably not. Right. Yeah. You know? I know. Um, she goes, what would that have done to you if somebody would have came to you and said that? You know, sure. if Tony would have came to you and said that. Um, I said, well, I'd probably dismiss them and say, you know, 
f off and i'm fine yeah leave me alone yeah, yeah it's not that bad right um so yeah you they 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 do they disappear yeah um as much as you you want to have those people in your life and those friends in your life uh they're you know a year and a half later now i can say if they want to be in your life they will be. absolutely yeah what's more important that's exactly I, and not to create an ultimatum but you will find out who and what is important in your life absolutely when you when you step back and uh you're, you're no longer living in it's just a, it's a strange culture right it really is that it's yeah. it's weird how you and i sitting here today two guys that are not pouring that poison into our bodies right. are the minority yes isn't that weird it is and i also find this really weird that i find myself having to explain to people why i don't when in reality you should be explaining to me why you do right <laughs> right yeah that's uh i think there's a comedian that talks about that uh jim gaffigan brings it up yeah right he's all he's talked about it he was like why is that yeah you know you don't ever have anybody that uh <laughs> that has to defend why they stopped using heroin right but right. if you stop drinking booze then all of a sudden it's like right. whoa what's going on with that guy what, right. what issues you know what issues does that person have uh who hurt you, you right know? i know uh, that's that's the sort of thing that it's like there, there are so many different things that um, I think the people that are, are are curious, I think those people, they're just bombarded by that constant pressure that you have to drink. Yeah. You have to, you have to do it to, to be social. You have to do it to play golf. You have to yep. do it to go on vacation. And you just don't realize that you don't. Right. 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 And the, the biggest lie people are telling themselves now is I don't have, I'm one of the people that can handle it. Yeah. And I granted here, here's the, the honest approach to this. And again, people don't want to hear this, but if you have a beer a week or maybe one or two beers a month at an event, right. you're one of those people. But if you're waiting all week, if you even make it, to get to that Thursday or Friday night and yep. it's go time yep. and you think that that's your reward for just plowing through the week, <laughs> right. your, your, your reward <laughs> is to drink on the weekends. You've got a problem, yes. you yes. know, and it's just, and it's, and I would tell you this, if you can't give it up, if, 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 if you have a healthy relationship with alcohol, you won't have a problem quitting. Right. It's just, it's just like, show me. Right. Right. Yeah. But it, it it gets its claws into you, right? <laughs> and, and it hangs on. Yeah, and it's so it's so crazy that uh, that like you said, so many people. Um, How many people lie when they go to the doctor for their annual physical? Right. Everybody yes. does. Yes. Right. Yes. It's it's just crazy that the that the people that know they're the. I would say, in my experience, the people that know, they know. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. I right. knew, oh, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to make the commitment. Yeah, I right. knew that I needed to stop, but I I just liked it too much. And I think people there there's people out there that are just too afraid to say I just like drinking too much, and I like the way it makes me feel, and I like to forget. And um, because if if you say that, then all of a sudden everybody knows that you have a problem, right? But you that you don't want to say it out loud because then you're admitting that you have a problem. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing. Uh, one one big thing for me was I never once 
told my wife before I will stop drinking because I didn't want to be a liar. Right. I, I, I said everything. I said every version of I'll slow down. Yep. I'll drink more water. I will uh, not drink on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Um, I'll only drink beer. You know, I made up every excuse so that I could keep drinking. And again, in my head, I knew I needed to stop. Right. To stop. Um, the people out there that need to stop, they know they need to stop. Sure. But they just don't want to admit that they have a problem. I would, I would say this. If you even have to think about it. Right. Odds are you're there. Yes. And I mean, and you know, and don't, and it, it, it's kind of an alienating, an alienating feeling initially. Cause I, I felt it. I was like, now what do I do? Right. You know what? I can't remember the last time it's been well into 2021 at some point that I was downtown in that environment in the evening. I, I go to events, sure. you know what? And I'm usually home and in bed by 10 o'clock yeah. yep. and it's, and that's fine because I get up in the morning. I'm not wasting my, I, I get up, I'm five thirty, six o'clock. Right. I found myself this past year, I mean, running into the, in the I'm in the gym on the 4th of July. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I feel good about right. it. Right. I'm feeling good about celebrating the day and doing all of these things with the family, but I'm going to go knock out an hour and a half before, before I even get started. Where that hour and a half for me was laying in bed. Right. Sitting right. there drinking water. Yeah. Um, trying to muster up enough uh, you know, blood in my body to put one foot in front of the other. Right. And you feel like you just you know, I don't want to sound holier than thou, but you accomplish so much more oh my God, yeah. once you get up and you just start doing the things and you you don't have that fog no. that you have to fight through. Um, you know, I never I never personally got traditional hangovers i was never uh you know loud music and bright lights you know i don't don't think yeah. i would have made it at the bar if i if that stuff bothered me when i was hung over and i think that it i think that it kind of set a false expectation that i could just keep drinking and drinking and drinking sure. and then just not ever have to worry about it do you remember the first time after you stopped that you looked in the mirror and you saw the, the you saw the you that you were meant to be. I mean, your skin clears, your eyes clear up. It's it's crazy. My, Pe people don't know it because they've not, and it, and that doesn't happen in thirty days. No, no, no. That takes months down the road. Yes. But you'll start to see that. And then I remember holiday photos. Yep. One of uh, December of twenty one, and then December of twenty twenty two. Jess and I had a side-by-side -side of a photo we took at the same get-together. Sure. And we looked at it, and we're like, we're different people. That is right. insane. Right. Right? Yeah. There, that just happens. That's literally just stopping drinking. Right. And yeah, you're not doing anything no. to, like, oh, I think I'm going to have a tighter face today. No, right. Yeah. Um, for me, it was my eyes. Yeah. Uh, my eyes were constantly bloodshot. Sure. Um, everybody would always, you know, that was that was my tell, was how red my eyes were. Um so yeah, there was a day that uh, I remember we had just gotten our, we redid, redid our bathroom and I walked in, we got this huge mirror and I looked in it, it's like, this is a nice mirror. Like, you know, I looked at myself, I was like, holy shit, my <laughs> right. eyes are, <laughs> right. they're clear, right? you know? And uh, 
Yeah. I, I, I can tell. I remember running into you in, a gro- in the grocery store, and yep. you had been sober for a while at that point. And because I hadn't seen you in a while since I had quit radio and you had left the, the bar business yep. downtown, and I knew right away, I was like, oh, my freaking God. So that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, physically, you know, those, those were the, the things that I always saw, um, obviously emotionally and mentally. Sure. It was just the fog, you know, there's, there's so much that you have to fight through, uh, to, to just survive every day, um, after drinking and just not wasting time and effort and energy on, on that, uh, made, a huge difference. I mean, sleeping better. Oh God, the sleep. Uh, the sleep the thing sleeping. is. Oh yeah. God, the sleeping is. Most people who drink on a regular basis don't even. They forgot what it's like to get that that kind of sleep. Right. Uh, to like wake up and feel rested. Yeah. Even if know? it's five or six hours, right. it's quality sleep. I can. I. I actually have found out um, of myself that I can sleep six hours and feel more rested. Absolutely. Now than I did with eight hours in the old lifestyle that's, yeah it's science yeah. it's not even that's not even an assumption that is absolute yeah. science yeah yeah so it's just yeah those little things um you know my wife she also has not drank for for a long time and has you know much better skin issues isn't it great to just i mean i understand that you and i are fortunate in the sense that we are married to women yeah. who are along the same thought pattern mm-hmm. that we are right because i I get inundated and so does Jess. It would be very, very difficult if you had a habitual drinker that you were, was your significant other and you wanted to stop. I'm, and I've told people, I'm going to be honest with them. If you're at a point where you want to stop and you're in that environment where your significant other and all your neighbors and everybody else is still, Hey, let's get to the garage on Friday night and just sit down and drink you're going to have to have a conversation with them and you're going to have to come up with some honest, I mean, discussion yeah. and you're going to have to talk about it because otherwise it's not going to work. So my wife and I actually, cause she stopped drinking. Um, I want to say it was January of 2018 or 2019. Um, and it was more so for her too. She didn't like how she felt. She got terrible, terrible hangovers. Sure. Um, always, you know, she was a puker when she drank. Um, so she just decided to give it up. Well then for another two years, three years, whatever it was, she still had me doing my, my thing. Right. Um, and I have, I have repeatedly told her thanks. Yeah. Thank you for, for sticking it out. Right. And for, for giving me a chance. And That's for, because she loves you. Yeah. That's why. And, right. and like, just, uh, it's, it's almost, uh, you know, I can, I can think about it now. It's almost an unconditional love. Uh, we actually just two days ago, we're talking about how I had a job interview, uh, up in St. Cloud and, uh, you know, in the, in the idea of, I couldn't give it up, couldn't give up drinking. I got, hammered the night before I needed to drive to St. Cloud and do this job interview. And, uh, long story short, I got the job. Um, but one of the last things that she, that she told me, which she remembers was 
I told her at some point, you just got to try to let me fail. And she looked at me and she said, I will never do that. Um, and when she told me that just two days ago, right? I mean, that was like, holy shit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's it all admit we're blessed, right? There's not even a question because it, that helps a ton. And you know what? I, I, with kids, I, I grew up in a home. My dad and mom didn't drink. And I wasn't part of the alcohol. And I, you know, I, I thought when I, yeah, mine neither. I got out and I joined the, sir, I got in the Marine Corps. And then that was the beginning of my journey right. <laughs> and got into radio and all of that. And I was just like, but I remember my dad trying to explain to me that he, he wanted me to understand that there was life without alcohol. Sure. And now I, you know, here I am and I'm thinking the same thing. I don't want them to look at that as the norm. Right. on every Friday or yeah. Saturday night or every time we have to get together, we have to drink. I don't want them to think like that. Right. And the great thing is about this next generation, like our boy, Brett, the guy, by the way, Tyson and I's personal trainer is 21 years old. Yeah. And he just turned 21, yeah. by the way. But I, it's encouraging to talk to him and realize that he's not a big drinker. No. He's not at all. And a lot of, I mean, not all of them, because we live in a, a kind of a college town here, but- right. There is a big movement among that next generation following the millennials that, that don't drink. And it's, I, I, again, another thing people don't want to hear, but part of this is because of the rise of cannabis. Yep. And, it, and as that is sweeping its way across the country, the game over hangover yep. is there is their turn. And you know what? And you can abuse that as well. Yeah, I, I'm oh, for sure. I tell people, just be careful. But that is a big part of what's happening with the alcohol movement. The THC drinks and stuff too that you're seeing right. uh, starting to uh, arise in, in yeah. bars. Yep. And so, but but it's it's good to see the younger generation taking a, a different approach to it because yeah. I I knew my generation growing up in the 80s and then through the 90s it was it was it was go time right right that's what we did why because we watched the older guys do it that's uh, it was you were just surrounded by it. Um, and yeah, I've got a a uh, a young woman that works with me, um, and she also just turned twenty one, and she's trying to ask me if she can come to work at four o'clock in the morning because then she's there by herself. She's a amazing baker, um, and I was like, I like four, like the first four o'clock. <laughs> Are you saying a.m. and you really mean p.m. Because there's no way that as a twenty year old when I was interviewing her that there's no way you mean four o'clock a.m. She's like, yeah, no, four o'clock a.m. Yeah. It's like, well, then when, you know, in my head, right. Uh, you know, I still have some of those um, alcohol, alcoholic tendencies. Um, my brain is just saying, well, when do you party? Right. Right. But if, yeah. you, if you come here at four o'clock in the morning, then you don't have any time to drink. And she was just like, yeah, I, right. you know, I don't know if, I don't know if she does. Right. You know, so. As as a guy, because we get this now, I, it's I'm so glad that you came <sighs> over because I was like, we need I need as much as as much as Jess and I have talked about this, it, you know, we cater to a, a female audience, sure. and there was there was always the guys, and I'm like, so now they they understand that there are they're not alone. No, I want them to understand that, and there's a the biggest. One of the biggest, or it's, I would call it one of the most jarring things that you'll run into is when you, if you decide that you're not going to drink anymore, there's, you're going to have to find things to do, right? 100%. And you will, here's the weird thing about it is, and it, it, this takes time, 
But about a year into it, you will discover a lot of other guys and then you'll meet them and they're, they're like-minded who also aren't big into the, the, the drinking and you know, that, right. that culture. Yes. And then once you do that, life starts to take on, well, you find yourself part of a different part of society, right? right? Which is weird because I didn't even know that that existed. There's all the, I looked at people that didn't drink two years ago. Like they were out of their mind. Well, me, me, me as well. I was like, what are you doing? What do yeah. you mean you don't drink? Right. right? And now I understand that they're just living this whole different life. Yep. And it's, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Right. It, it truly, it truly is. Uh, just understanding that life can be good. Um, and you don't have to worry about, um, pleasing everybody, um, as far as the social aspect of drinking, because once you reach a point, People just know you don't drink anymore. Right. You know, that's when you've made it. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to, you don't have to do any explaining. Um, I would say now versus even five years ago, um, it was, it was a really big thing. Like, why don't you drink? I remember I found myself asking somebody once, well, did something happen? <laughs> right. Uh, you right. know, did, did this happen? You know, did, uh, did you get a DWI? And I, I found myself stopping and being like, none of my business right first of all um second of all it's like they're they're just making a decision that's like nobody out there there's nobody you're not going to find an expert anywhere that says nope you're doing it wrong you need to keep drinking right you know <laughs> you won't find one credible no, no no uh you know there's obviously arguments for have a glass of wine with with dinner you know that whole thing but nobody out there is ever going to no. look at your excessive <laughs> drinking and say Sure. You're okay. Right. You know? And so, so that's like kind of an alarming thing. And, and I think it's just more people are, are willing to embrace it and yeah, cannabis, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big thing as far as just being able to, I think it, people who are looking for something uh, like a social relaxer. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the rye. The, the, and by the way, I mean, I, we've talked about this and I'm going to have uh, some of the guys from, the capital who are familiar with what's going on here on soon. But if it doesn't happen this year, for sure, sometime next year, yeah. they will be opening the shops in Minnesota. Yeah. That's just, and I, I know that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about that, but it's just coming. Right. right? right. And you will see a lot of the younger generation probably leaning that way. Yeah. And That's, again, you can abuse anything. Yeah, so oh, I, for sure, I would encourage people to just, you know, just be, be cautious, but one of the most dangerous drugs out there by far yep. is alcohol. Yep. I mean, it supersedes anything I saw in broadcast. Right. Just, just destroy people's lives. Yeah. And, it's nuts. And like I said, I, I just, I, I have not done any research on it, but um, I would venture to guess that you're not going to find a doctor out there that's never gonna say not credible. Yeah. That's no. going to say that. Yep. You need to, you need to keep drinking. And, and, and the people that argue about the, the benefits of drink, you can get all of the same benefits that you would have from your glass of wine with a handful of blueberries. Sure. Right. right. And yeah, any accidents, yeah. except for it's going to be better for you right. because the alcohol is not there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no, there is no benefit right. <laughs> to drinking the alcohol. Yeah. Right. There's I, none. I think with the with the fit movement, the sober curious movement, you know, nutritional 
um, movement. I think that there's a lot of people that are just, you know, we can educate ourselves. We can, we can understand, uh, you know, how to diet macronutritionally, you know, we, we don't need to have to go to, uh, school to be a dietitian to understand those things these days. Um, and just to be able to, uh, educate ourselves and basically continue, down the path that we know we're, we're making better decisions. Yes. One better decision a day. That's kind of what I try yep. to try to live by, uh, you know, these days, as long as we can make one better decision, then I think like you said, the, the, the progress and the movement is just going to keep moving it forward. Is. It is. It's, you're going to see more and more people give it a shot. And I, I actually had listened to, uh, a guy break it down. He said, we're at, we're at a point right now in our society where if you fast forward a decade from now, you're going to look around and you will be able to see those who embraced it and those who kept going down the same road. Right. You'll, it will be a night and day difference. You'll be looking at two different, literally sects of people. Right. That's what's going to happen. So, you know, which, which road do you want to travel down? Right. Yeah. That's what you have to ask yourself. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, dude, thanks for stopping by and coming out and sharing I, your story, man. Because I appreciate a, you having me. I have a hard time, you know, uh, there's guys who inquire about it, and I'm, I'm, I never call anybody out because I don't, I mean, I, I, that's a, I mean, for some of them, it takes a lot to even ask a question. And they're hoping, and I'm not, I'm not going to call them out, but if you're one of the individuals who have messaged and asked, you know, was there any particular thing you did? Or I hear this so much from guys that are functioning drinkers sure and they they always say i want to but i just because of all of the people around me and the way my life is constructed right now i don't know if i can right i'm like you can you can absolutely do it you can do everything that you're doing today minus the alcohol it'll be an adjustment but you'll learn right i would i would say that uh one of the reasons that uh i was really excited to be here um is I've got my social media. I've got my, you know, little sphere of influence uh, that that knows I'm sober. Um, my ultimate goal and what I, how I imagine, uh, you know, myself moving through my my sober journey uh, in the future is if I can help somebody, doesn't matter right. who it is, um, young, old, uh, black, white, man, woman, you know, it doesn't, if I can help somebody that's how i feel i give back if you make one individual sit down and think about this and and, and perhaps make the conscious effort to tr- just try right just right. try to make that decision yep uh, it, it's worth it right and yep. that's what it that's what it really takes because i think back and other than social media influencers which i'll be honest played a big part Sure. And why I did it, because I was following these guys that were getting into this movement. Right. And I was like, that's cool. I want to try that. Yeah. And uh, they they just like set it down and, you know, find yourself a a, a gym, go in, start hitting it and change your life. And here I am, you know, well, I I haven't drank and well, it's been almost a year and a half now, but you and I around the same time. Yeah got into the gym and that's i i encourage people to do that because it's as good for your mind as it is your body you were actually the reason it was your uh i think it was your facebook post that yeah um, oh with brad yeah. yeah and i had basically what ended up happening with me and this is again how 
uh, you know, to, to apply this to my life is if I can help somebody, if I, if I can be that push for sure. somebody, then I want to do it. But I remember it was your, uh, social media post that said, I'm going to the gym today. Um, I had run into John at grave clothing. And, and by the way, John Jameson is the owner of JP fitness. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Ran into, ran into John, uh, at grave clothing and, I saw him and I was going to, what was crossing my mind was, oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out here soon. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come get a gym membership and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. um, and then I saw your post and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it. You just got to do it. And so literally <laughs> All right. I, I made an appointment uh, with John for like the next day right? and then signed up and I was like, let's just go. I would tell, and that, that I know that seems intimidating and it was for me, if it probably, I might've not done that had I not known John, Sure, but I would tell guys the encouraging thing with, with that is they know that you're an individual and your approach to this is going to be different than everybody else's. Yeah, That's 100%. why he does such a really good job with the gym. By the way, we have a link on our website. If you go to georgeandjess.com, it'll get you there. But they'll set you down, ask you what your goals are, what kind of commitment can you make, yes. and then they'll put something together that's achievable. Yep. And you will, and, and I think with a lot of people, once you start, it gets under your skin. Yeah. You know, no pun intended, but yeah. you... You, you, you'll see the results, you'll feel better, and then you'll really start to attack it. And it's just something that becomes part of your life. Well, in that all or nothing kind of mentality too, yeah. um, you know, I got to try, I got to try to get the the next weight. I got to yep. try to get to that, uh, that next set, uh, you know, just right. keep on moving it forward. And yeah. Yeah. It, it's keep progressing. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, that's one of the things that you can do that'll really that you will benefit greatly from and help keep you on the right track. Absolutely. It really does. So Absolutely. again, thanks for stopping by, man. And if guys, if you ever have any questions about this, you're listening to two guys who were in the absolute thick of it. I yeah. mean, seriously, absolutely. we were, uh, we ran promotions together and did everything that we did revolved around booze. Yep. It was like, get them to the bar. Country let's all drink up. as much as we can. And then we're going to go over to the show. And then we're coming back here okay. after the show. And we're going to run. The, the DJ is going to, it's just going to be an all night thing. And we lived like that for years. And if you and I can get out of it, right. anybody, anybody can get can. out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Tyson, Absolutely. thanks for stopping by. Thank man. you for having me.